0: Welcome! We are your hosts for Bitches Be Brave. This is Heather Hobbs. And this is Bev Steele. And together we are everyday working women trying to raise a family, succeed in our careers, stay fit and healthy, and still look hot. It's our hope to address the issues that we deal with every day and to bring you the knowledge and information from the top experts so that together we can truly thrive and experience wellness in all dimensions of life.
1: And because we care, please remember the thoughts, comments, and advice of this podcast and our guests do not substitute medical advice, and you should consult your doctor before starting any new program. And we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at BitchesBeBrave at BitchesBeBrave.com or visit our website, BitchesBeBrave.com or Instagram at BitchesBeBrave.
0: Welcome to episode 20. Today's guest is Krista Arecchio. Bev, this was a good one. This was a good interview that uh, definitely kind of called out some differences between Krista's approach and some of the dieting approaches that we've taken in the past. I definitely have been thinking
1: about what Krista told us for the last couple of days just because it is completely opposite of the way that I live today. And- as I mentioned, you and I have both to- toyed around with not being vegetarian, maybe I know. having meat. But she was super direct about the fact that some of the things that we're doing just do not work.
0: Well, and that's been that's been the one thing I've been asking myself lately. It's just okay. So I, I stand on this philosophy of being, philosophy of I've been a vegetarian for 33 years, and I you know, follow all these things. But, but then you go, is it working for me? I don't know. I'm not totally happy with how I look. I feel like there's, I could be so much better. And I've always wondered that, like, what if I ate more meat Well, if I ate meat at all, or if I ate more protein, would I look more cut? Would I look more fit? Um, but she also kind of topped that to just to say to have absolute health, right? To be total healthy and to have, the vitality and like hormone balance and all of that, she believes in eating not only meat, but organ meat. (laughs) That was going to be really tough. No, I don't mind a little liver pate. I'll be honest about that.
1: (laughs) But she did talk about the triangle. And when I think about it, it's more than just the way that you look. It's the way that you feel. It's the way that you're interacting. So all of that just made a lot of sense to me. And so I'm going to dig into that a little more. Well,
0: and one of my favorite quotes that she said, which you've actually said this to me multiple times since then is when the pain outweighs the fear, you will make a change. And so when your body is telling you that something isn't working, maybe it's time to look to change it.
1: I agree. And not only is Krista just amazing in the health Mm -hmm. realm, she is definitely a, a, a brave woman. Her story is amazing. We met her years ago and what what she has done and you know the strength and even in her personal life with her son. I think you all are really going to get a lot out of it.
0: She is. She's such an inspiration. She's so knowledgeable. And I think you guys are going to love this episode. So we want to thank you for being brave with us today. And we want to ask that you please share this episode if you find it helpful so that others can join in and don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any future shows. And if you would leave us a five-star review. We appreciate them so much, and we read all of them, and it's how we know that we're giving you information that you find valuable, and also, don't forget to come interact with us over at Instagram. We read all of your direct messages and comments, and we love hearing from you. Thanks so much. And here we go. Welcome. We are here with Krista Arecchio, who is a clinical and holistic nutritionist and the founder of The Whole Journey, a private nutrition practice and informational website established to help people heal and achieve vibrant health by using food as medicine to address the root causes of issues. Krista's passion is helping people live their best life with a focus on the role nutrition plays in overall well-being. She's the author of The Whole Journey Food as Medicine Cookbook and Healthy Life Handbook co-author of The Anti-Inflammatory Diet with Cheryl Teague and co-author of the bestseller How to Conceive Naturally and Have a Healthy Pregnancy After 30. she is a nationally syndicated show host of three health and wellness TV shows. Krista's also the creator of The Adrenal Recode, Kick Candida for Good, and Gut Thrive in Five. She is also the beautiful, proud mama of a sweet little boy, and we are so thrilled to have her on our show today and learn from her. So Krista welcome. Thank you, Heather. I'm happy to be here. We're so glad to have you. And I know our listeners, I know I would um, just love to hear your story. How did you get to where you are now and find your passion?
2: Yeah, well, I think like so many people, we have something that happens in our lives that seems like it's not such a great thing. And then we um, make lemonade out of lemons. And so I'd say what really the earliest thing that led me to this path was my mom getting lupus. And that was way back when when I was in high school, and she had systemic lupus erythematosus, which is an autoimmune disorder, and it affected her so bad. I mean, you can't be in the sun to the point where she couldn't even go get the mail. And she, she was in constant pain, and they saw her sick. And I just started wondering as I went through college, is. Was necessary? Like, are these steroids working? Is this what's her trajectory going to be? And I picked up the book Spontaneous Healing by Andrew Weil and I started kind of got the spark that, hey, I think there's another way. I think we can incite the natural healing process of the body and started getting my mom interested in that. And a couple of years later, you know, she was implementing everything and she was in remission and she no longer has lupus and hasn't for. 15 years or more. And so that was kind of the initial spark. And, um, but still I was headed towards the business world and, um, worked in international relations for a couple of years, getting out of college and then decided to take a trip around the world before I headed back to graduate school. And on this trip that I took, I really realized we were in our second war with Iraq and I really realized, okay, I'm, I'm headed to become a diplomat or something like this because I wanted to contribute to peace and I was realizing that peace really begins with the individual. And as I was making this realization, I attended this, you know, life changing workshop called, um, called Optimal Nutrition for the Mind. And it was run by Patrick Holford. He runs the Brain Bio Institute in the UK. And this guy's talking about how he's bringing back catatonic schizophrenics with mass doses of niacin and the profound power that food has and nutrients. And we're so nutrient deficient as a society, we can have a completely different life. And so it was kind of the culmination of all of these things that I said, wow, okay this is what I'm going to do to contribute to peace within the individual to make to make the world a better place I'm going to try it on myself and I'm going to help people this way and you know I had a bit of a winding path a couple of years I was afraid you know this is a podcast about being brave and I think a lot of us can be afraid of that light inside of us and we who am I to just create something out of nothing and go for it and do what I really want to do. Right. And, and, um, so it took me a couple of years, but I finally did it and never looked back. And I have the most rewarding fulfilling career living my passion and feeling like I'm using the life force inside of me for the maximum good.
0: I love that. That is so, that is so awesome. And what I think everybody wants so that it's so motivating.
2: Yeah. I think that we can all have it. I mean, I was just writing a blog today because we get so many people coming to us wanting to become nutritionists, wanting to become health coaches. And I've had, you know, throughout the the history of the whole journey, we have probably had almost like 800 clients and subscribers leave their full-time corporate jobs to start doing this work. And there's so much of it is just being brave with your life so that others can be brave with theirs,
1: right? Yeah, and it's so it's been so great to watch you follow your your path, um, and you know, really your true fall, uh, dreams. Because we had met you years ago before, and um, or maybe during that could have been in the middle. That was during. If
2: we met during a grocery
1: store tour, yeah, that yes. was during. That was in my private practice days. Yeah. Yes, and so you know, I'm just interested to know when you had those feelings or that Mm self-doubt, what was it that pushed you forward?
2: A very wise person once said to me, when the pain outweighs the fear, you'll make the change. And um, so I went to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition and I found the, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition online when I was in South Africa, when I had this discovery, right, at the Brain Bio Institute, and I came back, I said, this is my school, and I enrolled in the program. And I was so afraid, no one was doing nutrition. That it was back in 2003. I said, how am I going to make a living? And I ended up disenrolling. I said, never mind. I I'm gonna And I went back into sales, and, and I started, right? But I felt like my potential was almost in a bottle on my desk, like haunting me. <laughs> and so this happened. I know a lot of people feel like that right? This, this, and this right. nagging feeling. And here I am making sales calls and it was still, it was in the yoga industry. It was a toe in the natural world, but it wasn't what I wanted to be doing. And that the pain outweighed the fear. And I said, no matter the cost, I'm doing it. So I re-enrolled. And at that point, when I first enrolled, I was living in New Jersey. I could have, and they only had an in-person program. I could have just, you know, driven there to New York city, but here I am living in California. So then I end up flying there, you know, once a month (laughs) for a year. Um, but it all works out. And our path is all our unique path. I don't think there are any mistakes if we mine the diamond from the lesson and and then, you know, use that going forward.
0: Right. Well, I want to shift gears into your newest, your newest program that you've just created because I think it's so right, it's so right on with what women are facing and um, the adrenal recall, recode. And so maybe you could just tell us a little bit about what that is and how that came to be.
2: Yeah, so doing this work, you know, after over the last 15 years, we've, I've, I've definitely come to realize that there are basically three pillars of functional medicine that make up a person's health. And if you think of it like a triangle, the one point of the triangle is the thyroid, another part of the triangle, <clears throat> excuse me, is the adrenal glands, and the other part of the triangle is the digestion And so they they all work together. And then the over, the circle around that is the nervous system, which is everywhere all throughout the body. And if the nervous system gets rocked, which it does, right? It could be anything from pregnancy to stress to childhood trauma to financial troubles like you name it entrepreneurship overwork just living in modern society with technology and more demands than we can possibly meet and it takes the nervous system off of its axis and then the next thing to go is one of those three points the thyroid the adrenals and the digestive system and they typically they're all going to be affected but they'll all be affected in different ways based upon the individual so now we're kind of all living in this state where we call it a metabolic chaos so to speak because the thyroid is the metabolic regulator it's the furnace it's the thermostat of the human body and it's involved in making cellular energy which is every cell in our body you know it's telling it what to do and then the adrenals are the gas tank and they are being tapped way too much it's like we're all revving the gas and the brakes at the same time so we're tired and wired right we we're just kind of losing that zest for life because we've been driven too hard and the digestive system you can't digest in a state of stress so now what's happening is you're not getting all of the nutrients out of your food. You're not actually delivering the nutrients into the cell and we're living off of stress hormones instead of the actual food that we're eating, even if it's healthy food that we're eating. Mm. So that's the physiological part of the adrenal recode, which, you know, I would love to dive in to help women understand the actual concepts of how to use food as their medicine to, um, To really recover their health and shut off the wrong nervous system, which is the sympathetic fight, flight, or freeze nervous system, which most of us are living in. And to live in the parasympathetic, which is rest, digest, and heal. And that way you just dip into the sympathetic when you need to, but you're not living there and leaching all your vitamins and minerals and causing leaky gut and all these things that are causing a lot of problems. And the other the other. Part of that is you've got to do emotional repatterning because you can do all the physical work in the world, but with your thoughts and emotions, if you're going to, you could drive yourself right back into that stress place.
0: Yeah. So this is interesting. Oh, sorry, back <laughs> <You're> on. <gone. laughs> I was just really quick. Like, I was just going to say it's it's interesting, though, because you so many times hear about gut um, that disease starts in the gut, and what yeah. you're saying is really that it's it's the nervous system. It's before it even gets to the gut that we're having these issues that are starting this whole cascade.
2: Right, it's foundational. And so um, I'd say probably 80% of the time now it's the nervous system, but I can't even count the number of times I've said all disease begins in the gut. I mean, we've worked with 15,000 people on our Kit Candida program and our Gut Thrive program to help them rejuvenate their guts and, and to do all of that. But you also have to address the thyroid and the adrenals and ultimately the nervous system because what's happening is if you live in sympathetic dominance, fight, flight, or freeze, what's happening is you get this whirlpool that you can't get out of and you're overproducing the stress hormones, cortisol and adrenaline. The body will produce up to 60 different kinds of adrenaline based upon the stressor that it's perceived. And what that does, it's going to block you from being able to balance your blood sugar and by balancing your blood sugar is the only way that you can nourish your Adrenals and that you can feed the thyroid and that you can feed the cell, so we our bodies are reacting as if we're starving when that's not the case, and so um, our way of helping people get back to that is is helping them learn to. Use and metabolize carbohydrates again—the right types and kinds and amounts of carbohydrates—because every cell in the body needs glucose, and it needs thyroid hormone, and it needs oxygen in order to make energy and survive and thrive, and get you out of the sympathetic nervous system and into the parasympathetic nervous system. Mm,
1: Right, right.
2: The the other thing I just wanted to say is that overproduction of cortisol is going to is going to force the mucosal lining in the gut to thin, and that creates leaky gut, then you're susceptible to pathogens, your immune system's compromised, so if the nervous system's strong, then the gut lining can stay strong.
1: How does exercise play into that?
2: The answer, Bev, is it depends. You need the right amount and type of exercise for the state of your nervous system, the state of your adrenals, and so in our Adrenal Recode program, we'll have people take their temperature and pulse in the morning when they wake up, They'll do it um, after breakfast, after lunch, and before bed. And now we're starting to understand: is your body struggling to maintain your blood sugar? Is your body struggling to make energy? And so we let that real-time feedback of your body determine. Hey, I think maybe just a gentle yoga class and walking is going to work for you. And if you're going to go to a kickboxing class or spin, or you're in a really hard Zumba class, you're going to you, you don't have the energy requires to meet the demands of that exercise. Mm -hmm. And so we really let the body decide based upon the current state of nervous system health.
1: Right, and that's done through temperature.
2: It's done through well. It's done through temperature and pulse. And what we do is we use logs, and this is intuitive nutrition at its finest. You know, because as a clinician, everyone's coming to you. Tell me what to eat. Tell me what to do. Tell me if it's working. And now we give the power back to you. Okay. Well, how did you feel? What was what was your digestion like? What were your moods like? What was your energy? You know, what were you doing throughout the day? Because just it might not be exercise, but we're running after our kids. We're, you know we want to know, are you never stopping that type of thing? How busy was your work day? And we let them analyze that. And then, yeah, we're doing real time feedback with temperature and pulse, which is much, much, much more effective than the lab work for hormones, which you're just getting, and which I have run thousands of labs, but you're just getting a snapshot in time. But this is telling you meal to meal, if that meal worked for or against the energy requirements of your body and then we then what we do from there is we say okay well, here's what's happening now let's manipulate your proteins carbs and fat the ratio of them let's shift them so we meet the demands of your cell and you start getting meal-to-meal consistency and what that does is that constantly feeds the cell it locks out cortisol and adrenaline it starts to allow insulin to do its job and regulate your blood sugar and now you start to get this calm quiet healing it's the only place that the body can heal and the brain can heal and the nervous system can heal and this meal-to-meal consistency creates amazing hormonal balance to the point where this last program we launched we've got we had three women get pregnant who could not get pregnant for some for months
1: and some for years. And it's just using food. This program is food only. Yeah. It just makes perfect sense. I, I think of my husband, he's an avid cyclist and he did an easy ride yesterday, which was 50 miles. Mm. And then of course he gets up today to run and he's like oh, blown out. Like I only did four miles. And I said, well maybe your body is just telling you I need a break. Right. But it sounds like it's a way to actually monitor. And I, I have no idea what he ate yesterday, but once he does cycles, he's like eating whatever he can get his hands on. So that makes a lot of sense, not only, you know, I mean, really for anyone, but for, from, from an athlete. And I find as I'm getting older, I'm not pushing myself as much for the hardcore exercise and my body seems to respond better. So I wondered what the connection was. So that was helpful.
2: That's the connection right there. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, as we get older, if we, we can always rejuvenate our hormones, you know, and I'd say from our population about half the women who think they're in perimenopause or not, they're just depleted. Their thyroid needs to be rejuvenated. Their adrenals need to be restored and then their sex hormones can be replenished and that vitality can return. And it's like, we think, you know, that this lack of energy and lack of zest is just a byproduct of aging. But yeah, it, it doesn't have to be, it's just knowing where you are and you know, life is going to prevent, present stress all the time. And so, so many people are just waiting for the stressors to pass. It's like, uh Oh, you'll never get started if you wait for that. Right. We have to within the midst of it, create this resilience because then When you look at the kids and the job and the events that happen that are stressful, those are the targets of our stress, but they're not the stress. The stress is the body not feeling safe. And so if we can change that, then you develop emotional resilience comes out of that physiological through healing the physiological, the emotional resilience can start to happen.
0: Mm -hmm. So where do you start? Do you start them with the testing? Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm just thinking as you're going through this and you're talking about carbohydrates and, um, You know the right portion of what you're doing, and I know that so many women right now are falling into—no offense, but the keto diet. (laughs) Yeah. Trying that one, the keto diet, or you know, there's there's all these different variations. And I mean, I almost find I'm the opposite. I've been a vegetarian for 33 years, and I find that I get I get very little protein. I I really. I have yeah. to be very conscious of making an effort and it's hard for me to do that. So I guess, where do you, where do you start and what's ideal? Well, I'm not going to make
2: either one of you happy because <laughs> this is a ketogenic recovery program, so to speak, <laughs> and you cannot execute the strategy being a vegetarian. It's my <laughs> only program that <laughs> I, could not, I could not make a vegan track. So sorry, we didn't discuss that before. But what, what happens with the, the ketogenic diet? is which is it's very popular right now and maybe 4 weeks 6 weeks two months, you know, the study shows counterproductive after that is what happens is the body is designed to run off of carbohydrates, like to meet the energy requirements of the cell. So we take away an entire macronutrient food group and we then shift because the ketogenic diet is 70% fat. So we're forcing the body to run off the ketones and fat. So if, if we got stuck on a deserted island and there was no food, the body, that's starvation mode and the body is going to go to the ketones and fat first to burn those, right? Because if they is dying and then it's going to move to protein next and like these are basically the stages of survival so you're putting your body willingly into survival mode by forcing it to burn off of fat and a lot of people feel good because it's stressful, you can only run off of fat if you're also running off of cortisol, the stress hormone. So mm-hmm. the ketogenic diet might work for a little while, but then a lot of people get the spare tire because it's the cortisol tire that they can't get rid of. And um, and now their body's forgotten how to metabolize carbohydrates, so now they have a piece of fruit that goes right to their hips. So mm-hmm. we had about 20% of our recoders you know, coming back from that, and we slowly sensitized the cells again to carbohydrates. I mean, we're talking two tablespoons at a time, and we're only using roots and fruits we're not using you know any processed food or anything like that but these are the foods sometimes we strategically use them together to to help the body learn how to run off carbs again And you start to see oh I'm having stress come in and and then people will say okay some people need to be eating 50% carb 25 protein 25 fat some people 40% Mm -hmm. your temperature and pulse lets you know and so um, and that's the other thing is our strategy is carbs should be great greater than protein and protein greater than fat. And the protein has to come from animal sources, which is why I'm sorry, I can't make you happy. I completely respect vegans and vegetarians. And I was one, you know, for the first year getting into this. Um, But the amino acid profile we're using, we really like to use metabolic proteins, which means that with an already compromised system, then the body doesn't have to work so hard to digest them. So that would be, organ meats, which people freak out, and ah, right? And just a little bit here and there, but eggs and um, white fish and shellfish, they're easier for the body to metabolize and use a lot of collagen and broth. And that is soothing. The body doesn't have to work to use it. It can completely just use it to start replenishing the hormonal code. And then whenever people are eating the muscle meat, the chicken and the turkey and the beef, we always make sure that they concurrently have that with Collagen and with broth, so that so because some people that are in an inflammatory state with the nervous system, mm-hmm. muscle meats will prolong that, and make it worse, mm-hmm. and um, so that's why we want to use collagen and broth to help them digest that, so it's actually healing food for them. Mm-hmm. So wow. I apologize. Um,
1: oh, that's okay. You know and vegetarian. Yeah. We talk about mm-hmm. it. We talk about yeah. and yeah. bringing meat back into our diet because we've seen good results. With some people that we know that have gone to like paleo or um, yeah. really more than meat, but it fascinates me that you leave with carbs, protein, yeah. fat. Well, really, it's quite the opposite for for, for mainstream. Yeah, this but, whole
2: program blew people's yeah. minds, and um, but really, it's it's the only way to heal, and and you don't have to worry about gaining weight or losing weight because you customize your bot your temperature pulse are going to keep you within the range. And it takes a little while. It takes two to three weeks of some hard work of logging. You know, you kind of feel like, Oh, this is a mind bending math project. But when you get it, you get it and you don't need to do the math as much. And you just start to intuitively check in of what's going to keep you in balance. I mean, we've got people who haven't slept a whole night through in 20 years and within like a week or two, they've got their logging two and three nights sleep. And so it works. It's just, it's, it's, it's the most holistic way to go about it is to figure out what your body needs. And it's not just about proteins, carbs, and fats, right? Because the liver is so important and, and so crucial in hormonal balance. And a lot of us have clogged livers, but the other problem is that through life stressors. So we have, um, Stored in our muscles and stored in our liver. We have something called glycogen which you've probably heard of It's kind of like the generator. Those would be our backup carb stores And whenever we go through a period of stress, it could even be hey I have to miss lunch or it could be I have a million emails or you have some major Upsetting life event and you don't have enough in your generator of stored glucose, then your body has to secrete cortisol to make up for it. And it starts to set up this pattern that just really breaks us down and it keeps breaking us down for years on end. And we think it's energy, right? We think it's energy, but it's stress hormone because we we don't even know what it's like to feel calm and productive and that Feeling of safety. So, um, a lot of people, you know, have thrown out carbs and they have no generator. And if you have no generator, when something stressful happens, you're going to fly off the handle, right? You're going to get hangry or irritable or just feel so overwhelmed and fearful that you won't be able to make decisions or move forward in life. And it's so crazy that food has the power to turn that off and turn that around. Well, and
0: I think too, you look at, um, I know for myself, like when I was younger, I would thrive on having all of that. I I mean, I always called it good anxiety, right? Or having, um, I got a lot done and I was, you know, I got super um, productive in my life. And so I didn't mind it. But as you get older and you realize, okay, this this is definitely affecting my sleep. I do. I'm I'm more short-tempered or more impatient. And mm-hmm. you know, the one thing and going kind of going back to the the food piece. I mean, I recently started asking myself that as I've been making this conscious effort to really add a lot more protein into my diet is is it working for me, right? I've I claim to be this vegetarian for all these years, but I you know, in the end I don't feel like I'm as cut or sculpted. My body doesn't look how I want it to look. I don't feel ideally how I want to feel or sleep how I should want to be sleeping. And so that should all be, that's all signs that, hey, it's, it's not working. Time to change. So I love yeah. what you're after.
2: And that's intuitive nutrition. So um, I went to an event um, at the Salk Institute for Women in Science, and it was showing the marriage of art and science and how they, they they wouldn't exist without each other and how science is, <clears throat> it's objective, right? But then the art is, art is subjective, but we need both types of assessments in order to really change. And so this whole thing talked about how the field of microscopy wouldn't even exist without art because the scientists would describe what they're seeing, the artist would draw it and this kind of gave them the whole idea of even creating microscopes, which, you know, that's the whole microbial world. And it really got me to thinking because in the adrenal recode, we need, we really need these objective scientific real-time assessments, which is your um, temperature and your pulse, but we need the subjective to make it mean anything. Otherwise you're just treating the lab work, right? And not the person. And so that's where this intuitive nutrition comes in where you say, Heather, is it working for me? Here are the things I'm eating like this and I'm feeling like this. So really the the proof is in the pudding and then you get to, that's you taking your power back, right? Instead of investing in a dietary theory, which is beautiful.
0: So well, let me just, ask you. Oh, go ahead.
1: That's one point on yeah, that. We're so excited we're exposing about exposing ourselves. Um, what about intermittent fasting? I know that that's been a new craze, but I think that I eat that way naturally. Like I'm just not hungry in the morning. How important is it to support, you know, everything by a certain amount of meals a day? So often, I mean, there's all different rules of thumb on how often you should be eating.
2: Yeah. So um, another pillar of the adrenal recode is food frequency. And so intermittent fasting, depending on why you're doing it, your health goals can be helpful for a short period of time, but you know, there's several cycles of intermittent fasting. Some people do well with the 12 hours, but um, it all depends. So if you're in a nervous system compromised state, it's the same thing as doing the ketogenic and it's just, you'll feel better because your body's secreting cortisol, which is anti-inflammatory. It makes you feel alert, right? And so you're You're keeping that broken cycle perpetuated and you're compromising long-term health for short-term survival, basically, and short-term energy. So if you're in a compromised um, adrenal state, then I definitely don't recommend intermittent fasting. So we go towards food frequency, but again, it's the same thing as the carbohydrates. So you can't just go from not eating carbs to having three cups a day, right? Or you'll gain weight and be bloated and feel terrible and have brain fog. And the same thing goes for food frequency. So we have people start slow. So if you have been intermittent fasting, you would very gently, like one week at a time, start to titrate, maybe add in one extra meal a day for a couple weeks, see how that goes. And it'd be a small meal, easy to digest, and then build up from there And your temperature and your pulse would provide the feedback of what's working and kind of set the pace for you of how fast you can go. Makes sense.
0: Mm-hmm. So with your so your five pillars, and I want to make sure everybody understands what the pillars are, um, and I definitely want to make sure we talk about, you, know, you mentioned earlier, just the importance of emotional repatterning. re-patterning. And so, <laughs> <was> that, <laughs> yeah. so if you could talk about, I want to make sure we get all the pillars, and, and you mentioned just how important that is. So how do we attack yeah. that?
2: Well, so there's six pillars to the physical part, which we've been discussing some of them, the food frequency, the using fruit and root sugar, and we can go back to those. And then part two is is emotional repatterning. And so some of us, most of us, I, I think I, I want to lead with a little bit of a personal story, if that's okay, because this has been the most authentic thing that i have ever done and that i have ever created and the emotional repatterning part was born out of my personal experience Um, in june 2017 i filed for divorce when i was one month pregnant and i did that to escape an abusive situation and i wanted to give my son the best chance that he could have and it was um, obviously a very scary time for me. So many things were up in the air and, um, there was fear, but, I was growing a baby and I was not going to let this baby incubate in a body that was filled with stress hormones so I had to find a way to rise above the energies of fear and intimidation and the stressor right you don't just get divorced in in, in a month you don't just have to deal with custody battles and like how was i going to become stronger and resilient and however long how many years this process was going to be because you know I was going to grow the healthiest baby and that's the reason why I did what I did. And so it was this process that I had gone through. I mean, I've done a lot of emotional work really throughout my whole life. I would say that um, I've often kind of felt like a um, spiritual counselor cloaked as a nutritionist. And, and so my path has forced me to do that personal growth, but this was the culmination of all of it. Like the rubber meets the road. What is that really going to look like? And so the, the steps, So the module of the adrenal recode that I went through that we have now taken you know, 500 people through with astounding success. Number one has been to identify the limiting beliefs in our life. And that is so important because we all have so many of them. They're like layers of an onion when you find them and you, I don't know if you know the work of Joe Dispenza or Bruce oh, Lipton. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, this is really powerful stuff and it's the big rock because mm-hmm. if you have a limiting belief, so my example was I have to do it all by myself. Right. And, um, Part of it really helped me create a successful business, a successful life. The other part is, you know, I attracted, I had a brother who was an alcoholic, so then I attracted that in my adult life and married that person and I proved it true that I had to do everything by myself, right? And so it's like, okay, I need to break this belief system and once I was able to look into it, examine it, very important if you know the work of Byron Katie, you're like, is this really true? Really examine these things in our life, these stories we've built, our whole life story is it really true when you realize it's not only then can you start dismantling it and attract different experience like I can say now I'm more supported with my community with everyone in my life than I have ever been and so you have to break these limiting beliefs and then after that you kind of move into this place of what I call right accountability So there's this place of right accountability and it's a place of living from integrity where you attract the right people, the right things, and you can take accountability and responsibility for your things and not for other people's things. Mm -hmm. And so there's like this whole continuum where if you're on the wrong side one way, it tends to be, and, and I was definitely, you know, <clears throat> on that side would be the empath, the people pleaser, the perfectionist. We go all the way down to codependent. If you're on the wrong side the other way, well, now you maybe you tend to manipulate people, you tend to be narcissistic, right? There's this, and so, and we attract each other. However far you are on one end of the spectrum, you attract it on the other end of the spectrum. Mm. So the goal is to identify where you are there and get to right accountability, which is really powerful for a lot of our recoders and especially for me. Um, which is why I wanted to share the work. Mm -hmm. And then we move into releasing trapped negative emotions from the body, because you have to work a somatic piece, which is release so much from the body so that you're not responding to past trauma, to past stressors. You are able to live in the present moment, which you mentioned, I think, before we went live, Heather. And if you can truly live in the present moment, there is no pain in the present moment, right? It's Mm -hmm. it's in the past, anxieties in the future and depressions in the past, but in the very present moment, no matter what's going on, there can, that's where, that's the only place that joy is. And so, but you can't get there until you do the weeding and you release those trapped negative emotions. So you're, you're responding instead of reacting. And then we move towards <clears throat> laying healthy boundaries and really understanding what that means and how to do it and how to hold power. And only then can you revolve those limiting beliefs creating new beliefs and kind of rewriting a new story. So that's part two of the Adrenal Recode. We've got um, life coaches and emotional mastery coaches involved, and a lot of people who have been working on their health for a decade or more, and they are functional medicine junkies. I'm telling you, they do everything. It wasn't until they did the emotional part that the physical part could take hold. So, For me, I I just, I feel so passionate about that because in the US, you know, there's a stigma mentally, emotionally, we all just put a happy face on it and put our best foot forward on social media, but you've, you've got to look at this stuff, you've got to look at it objectively and you've got to do the work it takes to create that emotional resilience and then you are your safe place no matter where you go who you're with what's happening in your life you've created your own safe place because of that self-love and trust i
0: love that that's, that's it's so powerful and i i couldn't believe mm-hmm. I, you know i couldn't agree more and it's been um it's funny because i think i fall into that bucket of you know those holistic practitioners that have been like doing the right things or eating the right things or working out the right way my whole life but totally struggling from that emotional piece. And it's been, it's been an effort. In fact, I'm looking at the book on my shelf right now that I, the one book I started my year out is Breaking the Habit um, of Being a by Joe So um, yeah. that's amazing. And I love that you have that as a part of this whole program. And so how does that, I mean, what have you seen then how that ties in to the physical aspect? Um, is it changing hormones? Is it changing, you know, what do you, how do you, it I guess, attribute it?
2: It changes everything because then you're not feeling, you're not getting the cortisol and adrenaline and the body can actually feel safe for a minute. So then we can start to rejuvenate the adrenals and things start to work. It's not, you're not in this fire alarm SOS state. And now all of a sudden the, the, when you are in that stress state you can't convert t4 your inactive thyroid hormone into t3 your active thyroid hormone you know all this is an FDNer, and so you want to reestablish the conversion and then get the t3 into the cell get glucose into the cell you know we have a breathing component that's the sixth physiological pillar and you know, we want to get more oxygen into the cell to rev cellular energy and just restore harmony within the whole body so Hormones. I forgot to mention, by the way, there's a forgive, a very important forgiveness piece after the present moment awareness, after the releasing trap negative emotions. Um, so yeah, and there's everything that I do is backed by science. So there's nothing airy fairy about it. You know, every process we're, we're showing the physiological benefits. You know, of what happens, we're showing the endorphins, we're showing the change in hormone rates and human growth factor, and all of these things. The healing of the myelin sheath, which is the electrical insulator of the nerve cells. And so yeah, I just I think it's crucial. And you're brave to say, hey, I need to work on this because we're humans. Every human needs to work on every human has a story and has a life. And we all have things happen on a day to day basis. And we all experience what it is to be alive in such a different way. And so it's just par for the course of existing. I see I see it as you know, we have this emotional body that affects our physical body so much.
1: Yeah, I'm interested in hearing how the life coaches do that, especially on the emotional piece, because I am Irish Catholic, and I live in either guilt or not wanting, like trying to do well, so no one ever says I'm not doing well, and then if. If anyone says anything, I'm defensive. So <laughs> That's I, so good
2: you can that you can say that I was raised yeah. Catholic as well, and you know, yeah, it is. It's like guilt and fear, and there's the mm-hmm. shame whole piece, and so that you would you would pick one of those, like so you would look at your underlying beliefs, like right? So she's a Tony Robbins life coach, and they either come from um, love, belonging, safety. Um, So right acceptance and so you're limiting beliefs like for mine came from safety I have to do it all alone, but yours would probably come from belonging right and so the thing is is belief systems They can come from family. They can come from religion They come from wherever and then we have to go gather evidence in our life to make them true It's like a belief is just a tabletop, but then the experiences in your life that you see Become the legs of it. And so if I said okay, Bev, look around the room and tell me everything that's yellow And then you did and i said okay but what was blue you'd be like i have no idea so so you're looking for guilt and shame right so you're building the tabletop but you don't know anything else and so that's probably where you would start it would be about belonging and acceptance and i am enough and just i am enough as i am right and so we would be working on that belief system, but then we've got to do the excavation, which I told you about, which will be our three or four modules then to be able to revolve it in a way that you believe it and you live it and your external experience of life changes. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. I love it. Awesome.
0: So how long is this program? Like how, what is, if somebody goes into the adrenal, adrenal recode, what does that look like in terms of duration?
2: Yeah. So the adrenal recode right now is eight weeks. If you do it, um, self-paced, which you can enroll anytime, then it's an eight week program. And then in September, we're going to turn it into a 10 week program. Um, that's going to be our next live launch where we have all this live support. Um, but regardless of if you, if you join now, so there's five clinicians that support you, even if you're doing it self-paced and, um, And that is really helpful uh, because you're going through so much and and a lot. And then we've got a Facebook group where people are supporting each other, which is really important because you don't want to feel like you're an island out there by yourself doing this intense work.
0: Yeah. And how do you, so you're, you're super busy. You've got your shows, you're a mom, you, you know, I know you have a super busy life. And I think that's always been the challenge for me is I travel a lot. I'm on a plane pretty much every week and it's keeping on my course and on the things that I'm really working on when you have these obstacles, right? When you have dinners that you have to go to, or one example I've been giving is I get bumped to first class, which I love, but then you're, you know, <laughs> you're tempted with all the things there. And so how, you know, and what and you're two glasses of wine. Is that it? Okay. Yes. <laughs> and risotto, yeah. maybe your ice cream. Yeah. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so how, you know, what, how has that been for you? And, and what is your suggestion to people um, that, you know, you're just real life happens, right? And so these things. Real happen. life happens. Yeah. So I, I would just ask all of
2: our recoders and you, it's like, how does it feel when you don't have what you need for yourself? Right? Think about your kids. So much of parenting, I'm learning, you know, I'm still in the first year and a half is anticipating and meeting their needs before they have them. And and, and he is such a happy child because his needs are met. Sleeping and eating, that whole thing, the routine like a baby. So, so you have to ask yourself, okay, what are gonna be my needs of the day? And I would just say, whatever you can do amongst your busy lifestyle, at least bookend your day. So we want people to eat within an hour of waking at the latest and has to have protein, carbs, and fats within that meal to anchor, give your body something to run off of so you don't set up a stress hormone cycle. And then also anchor it at the end of the day. We'll have people do golden milk or cashews with the banana, something like that before they go to bed to shut off that stress response and drive them into a deeper sleep. Um, those two things can be almost enough for you to make better decisions in the space in
1: between. Mm, I love that. And yeah. how soon are you... Your clients feeling differently? I'm within the first two
2: weeks. Yeah, so we're. I was just writing, you know, some emails earlier too before our relaunch, and just some people. We have a chat log on our webinars where we say what's new and good, and we always end by the second week. People are like, I can't believe I'm sleeping better or my energy is doubled. The anxiety that I thought was just part of my personality is gone. Right, less perfectionism, or hey, that happened, and normally I would I would fly off the handle, but I was I was fine. Right, so these are these are the the things that people get even within the first couple of weeks because the body's resilient. It wants to heal. It wants to work with you. And if you give it what it needs, it'll heal itself. It's just, how do we find out what it needs? How do we calm down, quiet, tune in and, and figure that out? I love
0: that. So I know it's very individual, but I know our listeners would love to hear, what does a day look like for you? What is your typical routine look like?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, they are all different. Typical work day or typical mom day? <laughs> um, a typical work day. So, I'll get up. Um, now, what I do is I will get up. Usually, my son is my alarm clock. And um, I have some lemon water while I'm, getting his, while I'm getting his breakfast ready. And then I will have breakfast proteins, carbs, and fats um, within, I try to do it within a half an hour of waking, but sometimes it's within an hour. And um, then everybody goes for a walk. So we get some exercise and a little bit of stretching, kind to stretch while he's in the stroller. And then, um, I will get him ready for the day, drop him off at, um, nanny's Mm -hmm. and then I, and then I get to work. And so if I work from home, it's easier because you don't have to do as much planning. It's like, okay, the food's in the kitchen and that. And, um, but if I'm out and I'm filming, I think that's the biggest thing because I came from much like you, like productivity driven, working through lunch, you measure your value by how much you get done at the end of the day. So I'd want to power through, I wouldn't want to take the time. For lunch, so now I'm just very consciously aware of that hey, TA, the crew, everybody, we're scheduling an hour break and we're gonna make sure that, that we eat. And, um, and I've just pared down my social life. I think it happens anyway with young kids, mm-hmm. but just to have that restorative time at night I mean, you're tired anyway with young kids, mm-hmm. but to have that time to just really wind down and, and be quiet and yeah,
0: I'm happy. <laughs> do, you, do you practice meditation? then i practice a a short meditation um usually i call it kind
2: of like a five to seven grounding um grounding clearing protecting meditation that i do every day and there's sometimes that i think oops i forgot and maybe after i drop off my son i'll come back before starting the work day and i'll do that and um, i religiously work in yoga uh, at least twice a week but i try to do it three times a week and uh, my life is so fast-paced especially as a full-time single mom that um, my exercise right now is just walking and yoga and stretching because that's what works for me but when it's a little you know less fast-paced then I can go towards the more intense exercises
1: well with a 15-month-old you're chasing after your i sure that's a lot of exercise. Yes,
2: it is a lot of exercise. <laughs> yes. You never
1: stop. You're like oh, all exactly. the work
2: days feel like a break. Yeah. I can sit at a computer and get my thoughts together. Yeah. You know, my
0: arms were never so sculpted as when my kids were little. I had these, you know, big little chunkers, and they yeah. <laughs> so I
2: know you're constantly. I have 26 pounds in my arm. All uh, yeah.
1: I remember when weekends were more stressful just because it was just like crazy right. when the yeah. kids were really young. It like, oh, yeah, wow, but especially stop. with three. I don't know
2: yes. how you did it, but it's it's so true. You break the routine. The, you're like vacations or holidays you need to recover from.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's why we got them into sports. Tire amount.
0: <laughs> <Yes. them> out. <laughs> <laughs> hire out. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So Krista, before we get to our our final question, I just, I want to make sure all of our listeners know, like, how can they find you? How can they find out about the Adrenal Recode and where can they go to get some information?
2: Sure. So if this, if this concept is interesting to you, I have a free mini course where I'll tell you what to eat for breakfast. I'll give you your snacks. You can download the materials and that's at hormoneminicourse.com. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, but you can find out everything related to me at thewoldjourney.com.
0: Okay, awesome.
1: And Krista, this is a question that we ask um, all of our guests. What does it mean to you to be brave?
2: Um, so much of being brave to me is being authentic and appropriately vulnerable, just honest and authentic and be who you are and be where you are whenever you're there and be willing to discuss it instead of trying to put a cloak on of something else.
1: Yeah. yeah I agree. So
0: we're running away. From-
2: <coughs>
1: right. yeah. are uh,
0: no, well, Krista, thank you so much for sharing all of your amazing insights and the work that you do. And we, I know we're going to have a lot of questions that come in too. So we'd love to have you back another time if you'd ever, come back and thank you for sharing so much today.
2: Oh, I'd be happy too. It's a pleasure being with you both. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye-bye.